Bobcast with Old Bay Brigade, hosted by Rooster and the Villain. I get a, I get a little nervous when that countdown starts going, and I have no idea what I'm going to say to start out the podcast. But welcome to the Maryland Bobcast. We have uh, Alex here. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you tonight? Good. I uh, understand you are just coming back from your bachelor party, so I'm sure you're tired. Yeah, tired and sunburned. Mm. Oh yeah, you did a little fishing. Yeah, well, there was there was fishing that happened. Little to no catching occurred. <laughs> did you? Uh, what were you fishing for? Uh, flounder and sea bass, but alas, I Nothing? come up handed. Wow! Did you catch anything? It's the way she goes, man. Sea robin or something? Uh, like thirty-two beers. <laughs> That's what I caught. Best thing to catch. Speaking of uh, beers and someone underage, I guess we're very privileged to have the current voice of the Maryland Bobcast, uh, or Bobcast, Maryland Bobcats, with us, Adam Gotkin. Adam, welcome back. I don't. How did you connect beers to underage to me? That's, eh, don't worry I don't about get it. That. But, I mean, yeah. I thank you very much for I, having I hear me. A beer a anecdote, and then I see someone that can't drink, so I'm like, eh, kind of a segue, I well, guess. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a segue if a segue had no wheels. Although I hope I hope Mama Gotkin isn't listening because you're about to head off to college in two weeks. So I'm not going to judge what you do in college. You know, college was a crazy time. So <laughs> do as you will. Um, He's going to study hard and drink lots of water. Knowing this guy, he's so focused and knows what he wants to do already. Yeah, wouldn't be surprising. So what's it like? Your, I mean, your time. How long have you been with the Bobcats at this point? Um, ever since they've been a professional club, uh, it's about a year and a quarter at this point, maybe a little bit less. But yeah, I did the first ever Bobcats home game and been doing it ever since. We are. Uh, I think the whole of Nisa will will miss you. I think you get a lot of accolades that I've seen on Twitter and. You try really hard and you pronounce everything correctly and you do your notes. So uh, it was appreciated that you were here. Uh, sorry to see you go, but you are just on the cusp of your your career journey here. Good luck at good luck at Syracuse. Do you know if you're going to be, you know, do you know what your fall looks like already, or is it going to be kind of a surprise when you get there? Um, I know that it probably won't be too much. There's a very much so a, a betting system and a work your way up system at Syracuse where. It can take a year, a year and a half to truly get on air. Uh, so it'll be a lot of hard work grinding, waking up at 5 a.m. to practice scripts. And just, yeah, a lot of that, uh, a lot of trying to stay warm when it's negative 20 degrees, <laughs> but just working and trying to get some, to the top. Uh, football and basketball, at least while you're there, and maybe some soccer. Uh, September 11th, Bobcats are at Onondaga Community College to play the Pulse. I will be there 100%. Oh, sweet. We'll have to catch up with you after that game then. Absolutely. Absolutely. The uh, Flower Pulse City Club. The Flower City Pulse. So you can't talk about who your replacement is. It's a friend. That's all we know, possibly. Can you even say that? Or am I getting too... Uh... Potentially, I mean, I probably, possibly an acquaintance. It's not, Nothing's 100% set in stone. But whoever is going to replace me as the voice of the Bobcats is going to be someone that I trust, someone that I know is going to do a good job and I believe will carry on what I've created uh, when it comes to Bobcats broadcasting. I would never give a job 
to someone that I don't think could seriously do a good job. I, that's yeah, the, I mean, that's the Godkin difference. Yes, that's yeah. the Godkin My standards are right all there. the way up here. Uh, if, if you've ever noticed, whenever we have a technical issue, I just like walk out at, at halftime and just like sprint back and forth, just like pissed off. Uh, my standards are up here. The Plex Wi Fi can sometimes be down here. Yeah. So, so I what all are you managing? Like the feed, the camera feed, and then like what else is involved in broadcasting a game like that that you are right. managing so, during the game? So during the game, really, I'm just calling it. I'm also a lot of times just trying to make sure that everything is good for like the scoreboard on the stream. If you remember at the start of the year, we had uh, a different broadcast set up. Unfortunately, that did not work out. And so it's more of now my work compared to what it was supposed to be. But things happen. And that's, I guess, all you can uh, say. Scoreboard issues last night with the Chattanooga, Maryland game. When I turned it on, and I turned it on like the first minute, it said 1 0 Maryland over Chattanooga for like Mm. a little bit. But at this point, like really, it's just calling the game. I created the video that we played before, um, some of the stuff like that and then like i do all the pa during halftime and before the match help run the scoreboard make graphics but yeah i'm mainly just calling the game but that's a lot of work in its own well i'm sure it was uh appreciated by by the bobcats faith faithful for sure and we'll we'll miss you i hope you uh i know you will stay a fan um absolutely yeah so we'll get you on the as long if you want to come on the bobcast anytime like legitimately so yeah. I'm your biggest fan. I'll, I'd be happy to be on whenever. Yeah, yeah definitely. Silly. Like, if be so crass, Adam. Like, people like you, people like Evan, people like Jay. The level of care you all take in this club and in what this club is building is the reason we show up for matches. Correct is the reason we are sitting here making this podcast once a week or multiple times a week because, like, you just sat there and you said. Like you run around trying to fix the shit in real time, like the guys care, and it's it's incredible yeah. to to see. Um, that's what I can't get behind when it comes to the the MLS or pretty much any other league out there, because you're looking at people who don't give a damn, who are just worried about the money. Whereas right now you're looking at an entire league that may or may not be making money. Who the hell knows? <laughs> No, we, Evan, Evan, Jay, and I, it's all about love. Kalen, too. Everyone who's there as an intern, it's all about trying trying to grow the game and trying to grow soccer and making things as enjoyable as possible for the fans. None of it is for our own gain. It's all for the people. And that's, that's honestly, that's why I love the Bobcats so much. That's why I'll never forget about the Bobcats, and that's why it's been, like, the best year ever. Because I'm 17 years old. I was 16 working as a professional broadcaster. For the best team on earth, with the nicest people and the best people who truly care. I dare say it's a higher love situation. It is. It is. <laughs> insert insert thirty seconds of higher love here. <laughs> Gotta put the chorus best in song. right there, right? And by the way, Adam, I best apologize song. for messing up the end of your broadcast on Saturday, screaming to you, "Play higher love." <laughs> well, I ended up. I, I got it for you at the end. I heard it on there. Um, yeah, like leaving the stadium on Saturday, massive win that we'll talk about in a couple of minutes. Um, like running into some of the players as they were coming back into the locker rooms, 
because we were storing the the stadium drums in the uh, in the unit around the side of the the plex, and the guys were just all so friggin' excited. There was just elation happening all over the place, and that was a that was a nice a nice one there. Um, didn't last all the way through the weekend, but so be it. Now we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. I want to yeah. ask Adam like maybe one or yeah, two more work. questions, and then we'll talk about Nova. Talk about Cal United, Chattanooga, the Nisa table, and then uh, upcoming schedule. But do you have any favorite moments from from your broadcasting days at at the Bobcats? Um, I mean that the Independent Cup match was honestly maybe near the top. To win that trophy in front of the fans was truly something special. Uh and just like every home match, just to see always like, you know, I'm in the press box or taking pictures before the match and to look out and see there's a couple hundred close to a thousand people and know that I had a part of it. Like it's truly, it means the world to me. Uh, just stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's all so special. I mean, you saw it early too. So you probably seeing some minuscule crowds for a bit. I there, mean, right? the first match that I did, there was not a single person in attendance because of COVID. COVID restrictions were still there. There was no one there. And then I saw it go up to like a, close to a thousand people for the very first match. And then, you know, it's the hype left and it was, we were sitting at 300, 200 people every single game. And now this year we've been, you know, 600, 700, 800, all in that area, doubling yeah. where we were and growing and growing every time. Wow. Our food vendor doesn't show up sometimes. And the fans are like, Oh, we want dinner. And, and it's even with that still doubling the attendance this season. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think you can feel a uh, palpable buzz in the, in the stadium legitimately, definitely in the Cal United game, but, but let's talk about the Nova FC game first, because, you know, like you said, it's a trophy and I feel bad. I, I was listening back to the last Bobcast and I said it was like kind of a gimmicky trophy. And then I cringed when I listened back to myself say that and, you know, I was wrong. Like three amateur teams went at it to play against Maryland. The game resulted in some some hardware. But what was it like in the stadium? Um, you know, it's always special to see a, a mascot running around for a couple <laughs> even seconds. If his head, even if his head is falling off and it's a child inside. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell because I'm so locked in. But always hearing the fans, especially after scoring five goals, you could tell that it was like – they were really into it. It was a surreal atmosphere and they were there. Yeah. The, the, it was very interesting. Uh, you know, Adam, we, we always go back and forth before matches on, on Twitter. And I, we apparently struck a chord with Nova FC. They were, uh, they came out from the locker room and immediately yelled up to us and wanted to know who was in charge of that Twitter account. You piss a lot and of people I was, off. I was like, "Das." I was like, "Das me," and uh, it wasn't. It, the, What'd the you say? Upset. Why were they mad? Um, they were upset because I tweeted about uh, nepotism, and nepotism is one of our favorite topics of discussion here at the old the old Bay Brigade and the Maryland Bobcast. Because when your team is managed by a person whose brother is also on the team um, and their father owns the team, 
and their father also is the president of the EPSL and also is a USL Hall of Fame member. It sounds like nepotism. And apparently I struck a very harsh chord with them because they wanted to know why I had to say that. And I said, well, it sounds like nepotism when you look at it from the outside. And they said, well, it's not. I said, that's what somebody who is experiencing nepotism would say. They didn't like that comment either. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, we we had the coach lined up and Tim Harvey to come on the the podcast. But I haven't reached out because now I feel a little sheepish. But they're more than welcome to. Well, they didn't. He scored a goal. The brother scored a goal. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the Yunkais in the last podcast and how Steven's a very good player. And, yeah, I mean, family ties – is whatever in uh, lower league soccer, in my opinion. I would have to say, Mike, that maybe my tweet was the reason uh, Coach didn't show up or didn't. didn't oh, was it that day? It? Yeah. I was texting him? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't realize so, that. Neither here nor there. It was a match. Um, I mean, that was that's our job as a, as a supporter group. Jake loves when we piss people off. He finds immense joy in it. <laughs> It so um so we oh, pissed geez. him off um we gave him a good time and the bobcats gave him hell i mean it was a beautiful first half 2-0 at the half um during uh the break i got to yell a little bit at adam um because adam was <laughs> not the trophy ahead of time oh and, god um, i'm a uh a follower of lord stanley at heart and to see someone touching the trophy ahead of time was infuriating um, to, upon which the Nova, whatever they are, scored two goals very fast out of the gates. And, and tied the game. Our good friend what Evan minute Raymond, was that tied uh, in? Do you know about? What? I think what it was a minute. Like, did they tie that game in? E2, something like that. But uh, Evan came down Early and in the second over, half. leaned over and looked at me and went, holy shit. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Adam touched the trophy. <laughs> And then wait, and then you can't leave out. You came up into the press box and opened the door and whispered, "Don't touch it." At the end of the game? No, no, in the middle broadcast. of the broadcast, in the oh, middle no. of the game, <laughs> no. while I'm on the air, while they're playing, he comes up yeah. and whispers, "Don't touch the trophy." You should have just went for it and said it loud, right in the right in the feed. Just walked up right behind me. He just turned around and looked at me like a deer in the headlights. I mean, he's probably like, get out. No, I was uh, just like, oh, God. It was, it, it was, turned out the right yeah. way. Um, we had some fun with uh, Mike. I found out later he was the goalkeeping coach, um, came over to us and, and had a lot of, uh, lot of uh, mud to throw. Okay. Wanted to, wanted to shit talk everybody. He gave Christian a run for his money. Was it a Bobcats love affair, or was it like? Oh, it was a. He was very. He was very frustrated that everyone in the stadium wasn't cheering for them. Hmm. Um, and then after like cracking jokes on everybody, was like, "I would pay for you guys to come to one of our games and make noise at the other team to mess with them." Sounds like and a Flower like, City proposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to pay you to be supporters. <laughs> but uh, fast forward a little bit to Cal United. Mike, you got to come out to that game. Tell us about well, let's, how. Let's talk Nova FC a little bit longer because oh, yeah. 
uh, tied it up in the early second half, and then we went on to win 5-2, right? So what about that third goal? Did they they make you wait a little bit, or was that pretty quick? I mean, three unanswered between minute 70 and I want to say minute 85, so it was a pretty quick. But there's 20 minutes of of a close game there in the after yeah. they tied it up there. It got a little, it got a little dicey. We got a little, but it more. shouldn't have ever been that close. No, it was obvious after the first, maybe five minutes that, okay, this is a professional versus an amateur team. Yeah. It looked and it was like, probably close to the mascots falling off. <laughs> one of the best amateur teams in the country. They just won the national amateur cup, right? Yeah. But even then, I think you could tell the difference. And, that's the whole thing about cup games is the amateur teams almost come out of nowhere and they end up winning. But I think you could tell kind of early on that Maryland was the better team. And then I'm looking right now, the equalizer was in the 59th. Bobcats didn't take the lead back until the 77th minute. Oh, and so there was a, a big stretch, a game real thought where it's like, Oh my goodness. Like Maryland's the better team, but like Nova FC could actually do this and pull this off. Yeah. Yeah, and definitely uh, – so a couple of friends from the Spirit Squadron showed up before that match and dropped off two big giant bass drums and mallets for us. Um, and then a couple of – one of the gentlemen that uh, that drums for Labanda for DC showed up and was like, here, give me those mallets. I'm going to play this entire match. <laughs> and uh, it definitely was a good atmosphere. Um, he did an awesome job. Yeah. Hopefully we can keep building that kind of atmosphere from game to game. I know uh, you guys had the drums cooking at Cal United too. There's some yeah. uh, there's some solid drumming going on there. The United the United match was good. Um, it's just, I mean it was a midweek, a midweek match sucks. Um, I mean that one didn't suck. Jake, do you have anything from the Nova FC game before we move to Cal United? Um. No, not really. Sort of like Adam said, it was like you could tell like once there was there was a nervous part, and I didn't even realize that was Adam's fault for touching the trophy. We we have some things to say, but um, <laughs> uh, it wore off. The uh, you you could tell like once they turned it on the the Yane Fane, Yaya Fane header, and then it was just boom, 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 and it's like yeah, we we are the better team. Yeah, I mean five two is a nice solid victory in the end. So. It, it did allow them to build some momentum, too, because they had a poor run of form running into that game. So everyone was nervous going against Nova FC. The Knights picked Nova FC on their their site and uh, on protagonists. So I was a little nervous going into that game. So it was nice to see them get a 5-2 win and then carry some, some momentum into a home game against Cal United, um, which was obviously a great result for the for the Bobcats, getting a little late second half goal to get three points against what at that time seemed like the best team in the league. All good things. All good things. Um, what did you guys see from the first half? From my, uh, from my viewpoint in the stands, I mean, it seemed like a very, there were very few scoring chances. Um, you could tell Cal had been uh, held up for what was it? A month and a half at that point in time. You could tell they hadn't been playing frequent games. Um, and thank God for that because I think had they come out of the gates hot like they did against Michigan, I think it would have been a different show. Um, but the the lack of scoring chances in the first half, the lack of good scoring chances really 
set up that second half push for the Bobcats. I mean, it was just kind of a lot of play at midfield. Um, the atmosphere in the stands was kind of was kind of um, abysmal at half. Cause I think everybody was kind of like, Oh, nobody's even getting near the goal. It's just going to fall apart. I mean, Cal, Cal, Cal United to me and granted I was running after my four year old <clears throat> all game, especially in the first half. And then Hannah Kalen's girlfriend took Abby for the second half. And I got to watch a good chunk of it, which is awesome. Shout out to her. Um, but Cal United obviously could have won that game. That game could have gone either way. And even the Darwin goal kind of came out of nothing. Um, they did have some nice runs going forward. And I thought all game long, they were very aggressive first to the 50, 50 balls. I mean, what, what more can you say? It was just, just, I didn't expect to win that game. So to get three points out of that game and, and the Darwin goal was nice. Awesome. That's all I got. That's that, that match was honestly maybe the best, like, actual just like soccer match that I've seen the Bobcats play in person. I thought that the quality in that game was really high, even though like kind of in the lat the final third for both teams, it wasn't fully there. Just like the way that it was going back and forth in the midfield, it was a really good game. It was really good to watch. Yeah. They're stringing passes together nicely. Very Mm -hmm. organized. Yeah. It wasn't like awful mistakes. It wasn't anything like that that you can see sometimes. I mean, my takeaway was from the first half and Dan Creel and I were talking about a little bit. It's like, this is like a real professional match. Like this, these look like professionals tonight. I think, I think one Oh, with that feeling of, uh, it wasn't one of those ones where it was like Cal United's on the East coast and they slipped up and we beat them for nothing. I think like the one Oh scoreline shows that we legitimately beat them. They earned that game for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, definitely we had talked to Creel before the match and we're like, hey, like last 25, last 20 minutes, come down, sit with us. When they scored, everybody stopped moving. (laughs) Nobody moved from their seats. We played the exact same drum cadence from like minute 20 till the 95th minute. When minute 90 hit, every single one of us turned our phone timers on and we're just watching that phone timer tick away because last season when when Cal tied it up or did they tie it up or they beat tied us? tied it up yeah, in like the 97th minute. Like the, it was like the 97th minute. Also a great it game was last year. supposed to be four minutes of stoppage time. So I was like, I'm not letting this go this time. I will, I will have my dues. So, I mean, it was definitely a uh, – it was a, a hell of a match. And that went way over. It was like good, five good and seven a half minutes, minutes over four. Yeah. Five and a half. Yeah. And there wasn't many stoppages. Yeah. Yeah. My new, my new favorite game is guessing how long stoppage time is going to be. Whenever I watch a soccer game, that's my new thing. Well, the best part is when you can see like what stoppage time is and then you still have to guess what stoppage time will actually be. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, yeah. like – said that one game it was it was a it was a moment where okay yeah the stoppage has been blown but it's not over yet so we have to talk about Don Ebert and his thin skin a little bit because 
Come on, Donnie. So Don came out. I was very disappointed. I couldn't hear you guys at all. I could not hear a single chirp in the last match. I, normally I can hear everything. I couldn't hear so anything. We were much really? less aggressive there on Don. There many of us. We were much less aggressive on Don this time because, one, James wasn't there, and he's an animal. Um, but Don came out already hot. Don came out and handled his thing up there alone, and he came out and said, I wonder if those two fucking assholes that yelled at me about Jimmy Carter last year are here. (laughs) We were already in his head. We didn't need to make any noise. Um, And, I mean, we just kind of – the whole game was a little bit of like, hey, Don, Don, we're still back here, buddy. You know we're here, right? <laughs> and he wouldn't have got, like some of the other coaches were like turning around and looking at us. I did get a good uh, a good number of people turned around when I told them that their kits look like they're airbrushed in Ocean City. Like <laughs> <laughs> Ocean City. Did you guys Fuck. did you guys see uh, the the commentary back from Cal United after the match. Oh, the, the, the get help one or whatever they put the, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was awesome. I, I, I'd like to hope Don had a little part in that. That was a Definitely pretty good one. There's no way he had any part in that. Their social team is good. Well, Sam and I were like sitting cause Sam was waiting for his wife to come pick him up. <laughs> And I was not going to leave a grown man sitting outside of a soccer stadium as everyone left. <laughs> so I stood there and like we watched the whole team come out of the locker room and go to their cars and get like Cal United come out and get in their bus. And like Don probably got the last laugh of, as he stood saw the two of us sitting there on a bench talking. <laughs> I just had a weird image in my head of Sam getting picked up by his wife and being like, can we go to Mickey D's? You got Mickey D's. <laughs> he probably did. He's not here to defend himself, so he probably did. <laughs> As, I was wondering, does a does an in law come in to watch the two year old while she's picking him up? Got to be. No, uh, the two year old was with him because he went to. She uh, apparently her his in laws live close to the plex, so she went and hung out with the her parents while he came and watched the match. Nice. They put him in jammies before they pick him up and maybe sneak him into bed. It's the best yeah. situation when there's no bedtime ritual. Yeah, I mean, Sam normally wears the kit to bed. Oh, you mean the kid. The kid. Uh, <laughs> kid. All right, I'm, I'm knee-deep in dadhood over here. I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> so I did yeah. think right, – so Wednesday it was a smaller crowd a little bit, but I thought it was pretty, pretty lit, especially when they scored. Yeah. It was awesome. It was I got some good feels all in the stadium. Maybe a little less people, but good crowd, great game. I mean, it was definitely no like – I got a couple of good chirps back from the team. I match started, and I was like, guys, Wednesday games fucking suck, don't they? It's just not – Wednesday's not great. The players were so excited by that win too, though. They, they were uh, – the celebration on the goal was awesome, yeah. and then they were pumped post game that's that's point proven of like what alex and i were going on about like espinal just shooting just shoot Mm -hmm. oh yeah that was just a blind like i know it wasn't a blind shot it came out of nothing the way he was moving it looked like a blind shot i did not expect him to get that angle on the goal i expected that to go wide or to go straight to him it was such a quick 
footwork there to, to get that shot yeah. off too because it was a little bit awkward close to his body. There was definitely some some uh, some excitement there. I mean, Khalid had a couple where he got up and had room. I love him. And kind of I think his size kind of doesn't dirty when he's moving forward as a teach a person that teaches physics. <laughs> Newton's first loss is yeah, that he opposite? also created he created another chance in that game where he dribbled up the left side and put it right across the goal face. I yeah. love him. I, I think that yeah. signing huge. I think it changes the entire Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Well that was also the other thing about sorry to to backtrack, but that was the other thing about Nova. Nova was furious because they thought that the Bobcats had cheated and their bench was very vocal about it from the coach to the goalkeeping coach to Tim. All of them were very vocal about the fact that they thought Maryland had cheated by having Khalid and Wangu come in, both of which signings had been signed for a month at that point in time and had been training with the club. So they for, only announced it a few days ago, though, right? Like right before yeah, they announced it the, match, the day before. But like, why? Ask actually. Like, I mean, I mean, there was mention of Mo a month before he was announced. Yeah. I mean, why would you announce a player when they're just training? You don't have to announce them. You're yeah. allowing, like, if blame it on the league, like absolutely yeah. blame it on the league. I the Bobcats and. And Nova wanted – and a couple of their better players couldn't play because of dumb league rules. The Bobcats wanted them to play. Yeah. They wanted their players to be able to play. Yeah, of course. They wanted – of course they wanted um, uh, Clay and his brother playing. Of course they wanted Clegg and his brother playing against each other. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like the team didn't want that. But like not only does the league have rules that they follow and – it sucks, but it's what was set. They can't change the rules for a team just because a team begs. Like no. even if it's is the pro club out of the out of the two, and there's the the contract literally states that the amateur team has less players available to them than the pro side. The Knights they, were complaining about that on the last pod. Yeah, I mean it's weird, but it's not the Bobcats' fault, right? Not at all. And and they they definitely like thinking about the Knights. They definitely need to find some other approach to the Indy Cup. I loved it, but keep. I was critical of the Indy Cup. You know, I've been critical of it, but it is a new tournament, and they did do a nice step forward this year. I thought they did well. I much much preferred this year compared to what it was last year. Because last year, like, yes, it was the round robin. I went to one of the games when the Bobcats played Steel Pulse. It was all the way out in Loudoun. And, like, there was, like, maybe 10 people there. And it didn't matter. Because if you, like, if you won, okay, you still have to go play two other matches. Like, the amazing thing about the last game was it was a cup final. There was a trophy on the line. If you win, you get the trophy. If you lose, you don't get the trophy. And the fact that they left it up to a cup final, I think, is the best way you can do it. Yeah. Because that's what's exciting. That's how you get fans into your stadium. Like, I don't think there's a better way to do it than that. And I liked having the amateurs play round robin. Like, I don't know what else you really could ask for. Like, if, if you're having the pro them. clubs playing the round robin with them, that's just what it was in the past. And no one cares about those matches because who wants to see a pro team play three different amateur clubs? Yeah, it's a good point. And if you win, you get to eat the ketos off that fancy plate. You know what they could do? It's a shield. 
a cup competition between just the Eastern teams and then the Western teams can have their own cup because cup finals are good, yeah. good for fans, you know? And we were talking about how to regionalize the pro leagues before we jumped on the recording here, but who knows? Who knows? All right. So the good feels only, unfortunately they played three matches in seven games only lasted us Saturday to Wednesday where we traveled to Chattanooga and proceeded to get pretty thoroughly beat in the first half, three three nil, and then the game ended three nil. Um, sort of mollywopped. What's mollywop? <laughs> Not something we're going to explain right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like just remember that you have a seventeen year old on here in case you're saying anything bad. That's great. Uh, I'm going to Google it real quick. You guys can don't, uh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> I kind of want to. All right, dead air, dead air, Molly Wop. Uh, I'm going to cut some of this. <laughs> it's not that bad. In face Look at the Urban Dictionary. That's not like one, a... To swing one's arm back that it almost rips out of its socket and then proceed to completely knock the fuck of, out of someone in the face. That is not what it is, Alex. That is, not... is that like no, Urban All of Urban Dictionary says nothing about what you said, Alex. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, maybe I have the wrong definition. Maybe Absolutely. I'm in the wrong here. I think so. I'm not gonna. Sh- oh. I'm not gonna know where to cut this back in. I may just leave it at this point. <laughs> like a clap. <laughs> just, just make like one long beat. <laughs> so Chattanooga, three nil. Naglestad is that how you say it? Now I forget. Naglestad. Naglestad. Naglas. It's gla. It's not like nag nagla. It's like I don't know. It's, it's not what Dan Creel would say. That's all I know. It's, it's Naglustad. He would yeah. say like Naglustad. It's Naglustad, I think. Naglustad. Well, yeah, so he scored a goal from outside the 18 to kick things off very early. I think, what was that, like 12th minute? Anyone have the early? It might have been seven. Yeah, it was like seven. Ooh, yeah, that's an early goal, and that's tough on the road. Yeah, it was. Uh, we were talking before we started recording, Jake. It was a definitely. If you watch, Chattanooga posted some killer angles from behind the net, um, and the first and final goal Felix got hand on just didn't get enough of a hand on him. Um, the first one, I believe, uh, was it official league? Mm. Yeah, that's the official league. Naglustad. Naglustad. So, he uh, punched the first one and punched it and I guess maybe didn't straighten the wrist all the way or didn't get a full hand on it because it continued at a at an angle and ended up in the back corner. Um, the second one was an absolute rocket from Greg Stratton. But also the third a defensive was, error. Yeah. There. The third one was just pure pain coming from Taylor Gray. Um, and was a really sharp angle that he fired full full bore at Felix, and and Felix caught it on the inside of his body, and it bounced off and went in. No, I thought that five hold when I saw it live, but maybe I don't know. I have to look, watch look at it, it again. Much. Yeah, so they, I mean, they had just played Cal United Saturday, so like Dan Creel was saying in in the Discord chat. It was a um, – everyone had tired legs and 
kind of a, an expected result. And it was nice to see them go nil nil in the second half. And if they had gotten an early goal, you never know, know if that game would have got close at all in the second half, but it is what it is. I think, uh, like we said, three, you know, cup win, three points against Chattanooga and Cal United. You would have taken that. You would have taken two, two points from those, uh, two matchups before they played them. So let's look ahead a little bit. Um, do you want to talk about Nisa table as a whole, or do you want to just go right into Bobcats? Oh, we can, we can, I mean, we can blend it all together. So officially right now, Chattanooga sits at the top of the table with 30, um, followed by Michigan Stars with 23, Maryland with 18, Syracuse Pulse with 11, and Flower City sitting with 8. Uh, the West We've Division. game in hand with the Stars, too. So we've played 13. Yeah. They've played 14. Yeah, and everybody's got like 37 games in hand on Flower City. So um, Cal United sits at the top of the West with 31. Bay Cities has 15. Albion has 12. And Los Angeles has 10. And um, we were so, talking about this earlier. The, the West Coast playoff picture all of a sudden is kind of kind of fire. You have Bay Cities, who is on a poor run of form lately, uh, also having some financial issues, which we can talk about if we want, but – we could also move on, but uh, an Albion and LA Force, like all of a sudden, Albion's kind of looking like maybe the odd team out there, maybe Bay City. So you have a but Albion has so many games in hand. There's no way they can be the odd team out, right? Oh, right. Four games yeah, in hand. They played eight games. That's nuts. They played eight games. They played nine less games than Flower City, and they have four more points. That's crazy. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely bonkers. And a, and a goal differential of one instead of Flower City's negative 33. <laughs> I'd like to see Flower City power back and have a positive goal differential at the end of the season. They'd have to score. <laughs> I mean, how many games are there in the year? At least 33 goals. Possible. Like, would they have, what, what would the average have to be throughout the rest of their games? <sighs> I ain't doing – I ain't doing – How many games is Albion playing over the next couple of months if they only have eight so far? Gotta be a Are they lot just playing of- every single day? Well, so here's the thing: there were three. Um, Syracuse, Syracuse was supposed to already have two games against Albion, and they moved mm-hmm. them to later in the season to make it so Syracuse wouldn't have to take three road trips to Cali. They could just take one, which is understandable. There's going to be a chunk of time where Syracuse has like seven games in 15 days. It's going to be wild. It's understandable for them to not have to keep going out to California, especially when you're in Syracuse, New York, and flights are expensive out of there. Yeah. Like, it's not easy for a team like that to have to travel coast to coast so often. Are they connecting too, I would imagine, through through Chicago? Yeah, you have to to connect. Like, Chicago, New York City, but like, there's a direct flight from Syracuse, New York to. LA would be very expensive if that even exists. Like Southwest just started flying from Syracuse to DC. So I'm going there. I know all about those flights. It's not cheap at all. Driving driving out there was a pain in the ass too because I would go visit my grandparents when I was stationed up in I think like an hour north of Syracuse in Watertown. And I would be driving and I'd be like, man, it's beautiful. It's God's country. And then 20 minutes later, I'm like, all right, I'm fucking over it. It's taking forever. Yeah, I'm, I'll be driving up there in about 17 days, I think. Making the drive up. You're going to lose. You missed this part of the podcast. I don't know if you know this, but 
But Adam's going to school in two weeks out in Syracuse, and we're losing him as the voice of the Bobcats. So you're going to hear the sultry tones of another individual yet to be named on the, on the broadcast out in El, El Paso. Do you, do you know, Adam? You just can't say or what? I uh, don't officially know. Don't fully know. I have a good uh, idea. Mm-hmm. And if it is, so there's a good chance he'll do a great job. If not, whoever it is, they'll do a good job because I won't give it to someone who won't. Nice. They're going to just put a body mic on Felix and let him call it from the goal. I think Calker would be the right choice, really. I feel like Calker's got a short fuse. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Oh, Calker has yeah. a very short fuse. Yaya Fane has pulled cards in, what, the last three matches? Yaya Fane and against Chattanooga last- fouled in the box where it should have been called a penalty kick 100,000%. match with Cal, it was not a good penalty call or foul call, but he got right up in that center judge's grill. He was right up in that center official's grill, and she had every nut to call that, to pull that card. He's not even close to top in the league in yellow cards. No. He only has four on the season. I think three of them were pulled in the last three matches, if I'm not mistaken. It was it was it was quick. Um, so mm-hmm. we've got Flower City coming to the Soccerplex next Saturday. Then you've got a Wednesday and a Saturday played in uh, California, Canyon Crest, and then Sequoia against Albion and Bay Cities. Um, the weekend of the 27th, you've got the uh, Chattanooga FC coming to town. Um, and then you've got That'll be the big one. 11th against the Pulse. You've got a home game against uh, LA Force Wednesday, September 14th. And then you've got away at Romeo with uh, Michigan, home with Albion, away with Cal United, LA, and then you end the season with the Syracuse Pulse. Now, here's Still a lot the of games point. to play. A lot oh, yeah. of games, but. Judging on the form of Albion and Bay Cities, one, two, three, four, five, six, possibly up to eight or nine. Now I'm being very generous here. Could be anywhere from five to ten wins between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I don't buy the West Coast, Best Coast that I did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, not anymore. Yeah. And Not at all. this Wednesday, we're going to see what happens because it's Chattanooga and Cal United. That's, that's on be, Wednesday? Yeah, that's going to – they keep dropping these big matches on Wednesdays. Oh, my God. What a league. <laughs> <laughs> Travel considerations, I guess. As as it, as it gets colder here, the, the Wednesday games will be easier for me. That, that, uh, that Cal United game, it hit 111. And I was out working in that, and I saw the Espinal goal drool coming out of my mouth. And then right after that, I was like, good. I just died. <laughs> you died in your well, chair. Like, we just lost. We lost scheduling. <laughs> what, this, it would have made so much more sense, right? So that, that Chattanooga, it's in Chattanooga right on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of having them go from Michigan to Maryland to Chattanooga, which would make more sense. It's Maryland all the way back up to Michigan and then back down to Chattanooga. Like you could take a bus from Maryland, Chattanooga easily, but instead, and they might be taking a bus up to Michigan, but they're going up and down and up and down. Like 
instead of yeah. up, or instead of down across and up and out. Yeah, but like just or down. See better to end in Maryland last because yeah, major airports out of here. <laughs> yeah, some but we want the weekend done. match. We want the weekend. True. There's some real work that needs to be done by the by the league to to better lay out the season. I mean, I think, and Adam it's such said, a new league. That's what people yeah. forget. Like, yeah, it takes time. Yeah, what's your predictions on how many years we got for Nisa to last? Is that fair? I'll put the doom and gloom. What's that? There, here's the there, they, like the growing pains that they have. I feel like aren't that like. They're bad, but like it's also a professional league that launched in the middle of the largest global pandemic that we've seen in like a hundred years. Mm-hmm. It's like not easy, and I don't think people think of that enough. Of like they've messed a lot of things up, but also have not been given an easy hand. No, and so with all things considered, if we can continue on without COVID being a major disturbance, maybe you give them time. Maybe things can settle out. Like. You're starting to get a true core group of teams. And if, Agreed. you know, Savannah can be a success and then there's other gold star, maybe they're a success with their stadium. Like maybe this can be a real thing, but also at the same time, maybe it all falls apart next year. Like you have no idea. Who knows? Maybe, maybe we have to ask Mike and I'm just being lofty here. How many years does the MLS have till Nisa kills it? <laughs> the, it's a possibility. <laughs> put him pro rel, you never know what can happen. He, he Nisa League. Speaking of that, like, was, was Valley United like a new team? Did they come out of? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they were like kind of an amateur team. Yeah. But like they weren't called Valley United. Like, they were playing. They won like the UPSL or like something in the UPSL, like same management, all of that type of stuff. But I don't think they had the investors with them. Yeah, we need but to pretty much now. Same six players that shouldn't have been playing. Yeah. I mean, like they that, could come back. Yeah, That's they, knock it off oh, with they that. Could have, they could have Chicago House, New Amsterdam back. The Cosmos are still on the league header. Yeah, they're still paying it's, their dues. I was very interesting that those there. that those other clubs got removed, but the Cosmos stayed there. Cosmos are still there. What's well, probably important? Important? Would that even be an LLC? That's an important brand to have. Oh yeah. Well, it's the guy. I forget what he owns. Whatever soccer team in Italy, and he's just hanging out with the rights for the Cosmos. I do find it funny that we complained about it on the podcast, and then the day after the podcast dropped. The header got changed. Yeah. Are you guys listening to us? They're not listening. It's kind of nuts that, like, I don't know if you read into it, but Gold Star Detroit is a an ownership group that purchased a team in, I think, Andorra. 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 Yeah. A Champions League squad is what they like to say. Yeah. yeah. And is pulling a Champions League squad? I mean, well, like, there's a million rounds. Uh, of no, yeah, no, no, no. I understand. That's that was part of the point well, I was making though is like they keep also mm, there's strong connections to Baltimore within Cold Star. Yeah, you've noticed that they they keep bringing in these teams that they build from nothing, and it's like they shouldn't be like house. That was fine. They had some fun while it lasted, and then New Amsterdam. It's the same thing. It's like they they build these teams. There's no fan base. Like bring in Nova FC. Bring in I don't know DCFC was a perfect example of it. 
You know, like a Bill Club joining NISA, Chattanooga, Bill Club joining NISA, Maryland Bobcats had fans. Mm, did yeah. the Maryland Bobcats it's, have fans? They had Jake. I was there. <laughs> did they have fans? You, if you saw any of the photography from uh, the Bobcats Twitter, uh, there was a shot of I can't remember who it was warming up, and behind him, they had painted a banner that is the world class Premier Elites logo with Hello Kitty on it. <laughs> That was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a- Alex talked about it on the last podcast a little bit. Any any team like that would have to be subsidized by the league somehow yeah. to, as an incentive. If I don't know. I don't know how it works. It's not my problem. It's uh, Prutch's problem. Bring back Peter Will. That's all I have to say. I don't even know who Peter What's wrong Will with is Peter with, Will? Uh, oh, who's this guy? He's, Peter Will. He does, he does drive-by club formings. He's very is, successful. He's, he's behind he's, Syracuse, isn't he? No. Chicago? I thought he was behind Chicago. Chicago. He brought Chicago. He was the first president and GM of Chicago Fire. He was big in Indy 11, Ford Madison. And then he, like, formed Nisa. He was, like, in charge of Nisa. I think it was, like, him and his, like, best friend. And his friend passed away. And so he kind of stepped down. Yeah, Jack Cummings, the co-founder with him, uh, died suddenly. Peter Welt left Nisa to start up Ford Madison. And so initially it was supposed to be Wilt in charge. Hmm. Before he left to start Ford Madison, which is, like, the most successful team probably in USL1. Yeah, and then he came back to Chicago. uh, On point, the Flamingos? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's he's got a list. He's Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, Indy 11, National Independent Soccer Association, Forward Madison, Green Bay Voyagers, and Chicago House. That's a very, very big group. I mean, the last two are pretty rough. Both have suspended operations, but before that you have – Three extremely successful teams, and then Fort Madison is also very successful in, with Nisa. Adam, in between. Chicago House is still functioning. Oh yeah, sorry. They're Chicago House seven. is still playing. Yeah, I, that's that's a weird situation. Like they're still playing, but like there's no way they can ever get back to pro at this point. I don't. I do like, love like my favorite thing. I like I'll follow that team to the hills because their entire theming of their team is house music. Yeah. All their logo work it's is cool. sound bars. I think that's the weirdest nonsensical BS I've ever seen. It's cool. I mean, a good logo does all of it. Like, yeah. did you know that the Milwaukee Bucks logo has a basketball and an M in it? Uh-huh. Logos are cool. I saw a TikTok like one the time about it. is a basketball, and like the bottom of the deer makes an M. The the one the one logo that gets me in the lead in soccer right now that just stands out so much that I love and their branding has been awesome is the Vermont green. Oh, those are bad. What a, what a set of branding rate runs. So good. I like they, the they get a ton of fans. Squatch. They have yeah. incredible support. And really? a fresh club. Come on, Denisa. Come on. You could do it for yeah. FC. Appalachian. Yeah. They play it. They play up in Burlington. I think at the university of Vermont stadium, they like Great sold city. out, I think a few times. Mm-hmm. 
And this was their first year, I'm pretty sure. Yep. And their kits are 120 bucks. 120? Yeah. Dude, Jeez. it's expensive. Unless, How much are Bobcats kits? Unless in pl- unless pricing has changed. Well, their shop is currently might install dangerous programs onto my Mac. It contains malware. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you get the big security error saying the site. Their team is green, but their shop is red. It was nice to see the uh, the Bobcats in the the red and white in Chattanooga. Yeah, I got a little sick of the yellow. It was uh, I like the yellow. It's fine, but there's a lot. I like the the switch up and the glitch kit in gold too. That was nice. I'm not the biggest fan of the yellow. I think it's good, but. It's not I, the best. I, I actually like a lot the yellow. I like the yellow more than I like the red. Really? I like, like the red. I, I like the that white. The red has, and this is because I'm fat. I don't like the red, that the red has straight lines down and white on the gussets because it makes me look extra fluffy. My favorite were the white ones because the, the Maryland flag is in it. And I thought that yeah. was super cool. Yeah. yeah, I thought last year's kits in general were definitely better. No, I don't. I, I'm not saying that the one now is bad. I just don't think it's as good. If that makes sense, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's completely fair. I think, yeah, like the old ones are forty four ninety nine right now. The black, the white, and the red. This practice kit with the hoops and the flag on the sleeves. That's a good one. Pristine. Yeah. I also love that the the black kits, like the all blacks, have tiger stripes on them. Oh, that's sick! Bobcat stripes. Come yeah. on, Bob- sick tiger bobcats, <laughs> tigers. I like I like the flag kit the best. That's been my favorite one that they've ever. The made. old one. Yeah. That's like, what the map jersey. No, not the map. The, like the holiday in on the front. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the one I got. I have the one that. I wore it the last game, actually. Oh, yeah. If you've got oh, yeah. the hotel motel, then, yeah, that kit works. Well, the only one – I didn't like the goalie jersey last year, the yellow goalie jersey. It was supposed to be like the white – the black and yellow part of the oh, like, yeah. Maryland flag. I thought that – like it was fine, but I feel like goalie jerseys should be like crazy. And it was just like yellow. Yeah. I, mean, I like the ones we have now. Kits. I feel like – this one probably didn't do as well, though. As the glitch kit. Well, because yeah, the glitch kit went it's viral like internationally. Like yeah. they sell it on like yeah. the what that custom football shirts.com or whatever that's like big and like has like a million followers. Secret shirts use the glitch kit. That was the big that was the big deal for the glitch kit is secret shirts picked it up. Like there it, it, it's being sold, it's it's sold like in stores in England. Oh, that's cool. Damn. Yeah. Or it was, at least. Yeah, they need another uh, hype one for next year. Good, good luck to them. Can't be easy designing a hype kit. But we was, are uh, – go. One last thought oh, before we go to uh, – it is getting a little late. I got to go to bed. Let's do these rants. I got to sleep. Rants. <coughs> Adam, you go first. Uh, I'll the, pass the, it on. I don't know what to rant off. about. He'll, he'll think of something. I, I just want to say that I brought – I mentioned it earlier, brought my four-year-old to the game, and she had a ball. She, I let her have a, a cake pop she's on the, the way there. She's all hyped up on sugar. And she had a cookie at the game, of course, so she's even more hyped up. 
she ran on the field at halftime and she was pumped. I don't know if that was all right, but don't care. She did it anyway, and it was awesome. And she was like doing spin moves out there. And then the whole ride home, she's just like, the Bobcats are the best. They're the best team. They never lose, right, Dad? And I was like, Yeah, they don't. You need to get her a Bobcats jersey. She has a Barcelona jersey. That was. Cool. I know, I know. I explained that Whoa. via text, to everybody. That was a last-minute purchase to Barca jersey. Like, I'm not a fan of Barca. She had a sports day at school, and I really wanted That's her to wear a soccer jersey. So I went to this house, this uh, shop close to my house, and all they had was Barca Real. I mean, was Real better of the two there? Oh, no, no. Well, right? neither of them, but I'm. A I call it messy. Player. I just yeah. call it her messy jersey. Right. So that's all. Yeah. All right, Abigail, you went with me to the Bobcats game this week. What did you think? I think that the girl was my friend. Oh yeah, which one, Hannah? Hannah. Oh yeah. What else did you like about the game? I like saying. To find the drums, and I love the girl there. Yeah. It was so much fun. Oh, yeah. Do you, are you going to go to every single Bobcats game from now yes, on? Yes, I'm going to go to every single one, TV. Oh, yeah. Did you watch it on TV the other night with me? No. Oh, yeah. That was a little late for you, right? Yeah, it's a little late. But were you, what happened when they scored a goal? Did everyone cheer? Yeah, did everyone it, cheered. Did it startle you at all? Kinda. Oh yeah, why? Just uh, super loud. Yeah, super loud. And Hannah covered my ears. Oh yeah, that's right. She did. Yeah. Yeah. You remember Bobcats? Yeah, let's go, Bobcats. Come on, Bobcats, win the game tonight. There you go. High five. Woo-hoo. You gotta get her a Trinity Rodman jersey. That's the way to go. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, that was cool too. On the ride home, she's like. Do girls play professional soccer? And I was like, they do. Like, we should definitely go to a game. I'm thinking um, of going on Wednesday to Segra. I have to complete the trifecta, go to Audi, Segra, and the Soccerplex all in one week. Ooh, just, yeah. Segra just brings no joy. I've never been. I've, I want to check it out. Like, it just seems so plain. It's a little bit of a hellhole. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's like an hour away from my house and probably like 10 miles. Because you got to go all the way around 495. You can't yeah, just go straight across the Potomac. I wonder what it's like to get from my house to Segra. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Find that out right now. <laughs> Ooh. Who's next for uh, for Ranty? Uh, I'll go. I'll keep it quick. Vegas is the goddamn devil. That place. I'm in so much pain. Everything hurts. It was a long week, and then it led into that. And I got to... Went to Fremont on Friday. I was wearing my Bobcats hat, and I'm sitting at the roulette table, and I've been playing for a while, and some guy I've been playing was like, Maryland Bobcats, huh? I'm like, oh, yeah, you heard of him? And he's like, nope. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, that thing from Reddit of the guy with, like, I, I just like the duck. <laughs> the uh, So... We walked like, I think like 12 miles that night, got there at like three in the afternoon and walked like 12 miles, went to Fremont, came back. I wake up in the morning. I'm, I'm sore as shit. We have to check out of our hotel room because we're going to go stay with, um, we're going to leave at six in the morning on Sunday. So we're like, we're not even going to, we're not even going to have a room. We'll share a room with the people that we're there with. So I'm like cramping so bad. I'm trying to get to a buffet. I end up going to use the restroom 
And while I'm sitting in there, I get the worst calf cramp that I've ever had in my entire life. And the only thing I can think of to do is like bang on the stall door. So I'm making like <laughs> bang, 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 like that. And someone's like, hey, bro, you OK? And I can't even talk. I'm just hitting the door like. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been making nice they, they asked. Huh? That was nice. Someone cared enough to uh, ask you. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's, that it's, reminds me of the uh, Austin Powers situation. <laughs> Who does number two work for? <laughs> you tell him, buddy. Uh, I've had the worst calf cramps before. So that's about. That might be the worst cramp. Charlie horse. Oh. You can't move. You had a Charlie horse. It like did it just contract? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Up my, there my, for a while. My toes felt like they were gonna touch my shin. I've probably had a good five or six of those in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Drinking too much, not hydrating enough, and then Charlie Horse pain. It's like, you can't do anything except complain. No. But Vegas, yeah, soulless, soulless place. They don't. I've been a few, I've been a few and it's, uh, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it is. I, I, I'm good for a year. They, uh, the thing that made me mad is they don't have NISA or USL betting. I was pissed. But then again, I guess I can I bet on Nisa. Huh? Can you? You can bet on Nisa. Not in Maryland. Yeah, MG, I mean, MG not legally, it. but you can bet on Nisa. It's on a ton of like offshore sites. I mean, one of the biggest sponsors hey, of the yeah, league yeah. is a betting company. Is, <laughs> is betting the bet. Bobcats telling us to illegally bet on the <laughs> Here's the thing: the league site <laughs> is like betting, bet, which is like not a uh, like. It's like essentially like offshore accounts. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the league is. I don't know. I'm just saying it's possible. Is it betting 360? What is it called? I think maybe. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. All I know is that there are odds, and like you can. I always just like to check before. It's, I, I always think it's something to be like, just wondering. Announcers also, always say it on air. Like, what who the in the world are? is making those odds? Like, are there people who are watching every single Nisa match like strongly to make odds on it? Because like. I don't even understand soccer odds. Uh, it's so – it's harder. Oh, I barely understand. Draws, draws being a possibility, it's very hard. You know yeah. you know what I got great odds on? Brighton. Oh, really? yeah. I, bet. I got I got 31 bucks back on five bucks. Oh, yeah. Nice. That was the big hit. That was fun. I enjoyed watching uh, Man United squirm. The second half, I thought they were going to definitely get you guys for a bit there, but then you all pulled it together again. Good win for Brighton. You um, should do a normal uh, rooster in the, the villain on Prem if you're interested. Anybody? I'd be down. All right. I'd just be biased Brighton fan the whole time. Grand Potter is God. I'm a big Leeds fan now. I just I switch every year on which team. Brendan Aronson got robbed. I mean, how was that I, not a goal? I watched it in slow mo. It's definitely off his foot. They didn't change that yet. That's got. Well, it initially goal. was a goal. Then they changed it to an own goal. I've watched it back, and there's one angle to me that's so clear that it's off his foot last. Like I can't see how you would argue know. it. But I'm not a big America guy, but I'm the biggest national team fan. It's so funny. I feel like that's almost all national team fans. I love the national team. Like I don't. Well, I don't. I. America's good. I don't love, love America. If we're talking about American soccer, like the American soccer team, I love them more than anything. Yeah. yeah. 
it's 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 great. It's not a bad country. I mean, it's not a bad country, but I'm not like you know, lives. not waving my American flag around the sure. second they kick a ball around a field. All in on America. Yeah. <laughs> all that in. Is, uh, one of the few events that my wife gets geared up for is she's from Mexico, so any L three U.S. matches. Yeah, it's crazy here. There's an L Argentina game the Saturday of the first week of the World Cup. That one's going to be massive. Imagine Mexico beats them. That'd be fun. England, England, U.S. Black Friday. Be, be huge. Black Friday. Yep. Qatar. Anyone going? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I, already, I already live in the desert, man. I'm good. If someone got me tickets, I would consider it, but I'd still be scared I'd go to jail somehow. Oh, yeah, anything you do. I, I went there um, when I was in Iraq. I won a Soldier of the Month. Yeah, I won a Soldier of the Month competition and got sent down there for, like, two days. I got to have a got to have a beer. It was pretty sweet. But nice. sat yeah. at the pool and hung out. Sometimes I hear facts about the Army that I'm like, this is <laughs> the a U.S. Fact. military. Wow. <laughs> but I'm like, this is a fake thing. So many months, I never would have thunk it. Soldier of the Month, yeah. They, they, Soldier of the Month, and they sent you to Qatar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got like I got like two days off. They're like, you're out of here. Go get on this plane. I'm like, all right, cool. Went yeah, down. all right. Jeez. I get these yeah. little tokens that look like pogs. And it says one beer. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I sat at the pool and drank a beer. Nice. What Could a, you buy more beer, or they only have like tokens for beer? You can only have a li- very limited amount. I think it's like certain things, because I wasn't stationed there. I wasn't allowed to have it. The people that were actually stationed there were allowed to have it because it was well. Did they out. just send you to another base? Yeah, I was in uh, when I won. I was in Mosul, Iraq, like northern Iraq, and then uh, we were getting ready to go down to Kirkuk, which is like one of the main Kurdish areas. And um, in between that time, I, I won the Soldier of the Month board. So they didn't like send you to like a resort. They're just like, all right, go to this other base for two days and drink a beer. Yeah, yeah. just get out, go to the pool, hang out. Yeah, I mean, this no one's bossing around, right? Can you sleep in and stuff? Is it your time? I did, I did get to sleep in. And then they were yeah, like, yeah. they were like, do you want to go to the city? And I'm like, nah, no, I want to sleep. Yeah. 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 All right, well, that should be, uh, that should be it. Good night. See you, boy.